Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in today. This is Jesse DePlantis, my wife, Kathy. Thank you for coming today. I'm always glad to be here. Always glad to be with you guys. Well, you know, you're starting to do a lot of these things with me here. Yeah. Are uh, you enjoying it? Well, yes, I really am. And, you know, a lot of people are texting in and, and giving Amen. their comments, and I appreciate you doing that because we like hearing what's going Amen. on in that's your life. That's what it's all about. Yeah, people, they said, hey, we like Sister Kathy to be with you. Well, that's a blessing of the Lord. I want to talk about something that I've heard all my life in the religious circles. That includes when you wasn't saved, as well as being saved. You just never know what God's going to do. I've heard that say, said so many times. And your reason why is because you don't know the voice of God. Mm -hmm. You see, and I want to talk about that today. You know, there's a scripture in St. John chapter 4, uh, excuse me, St. John chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. He says this here, and I'm going to just read part of 4 and some of 5. My, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Well, let me read the whole verse. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Wow. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I've had so many preachers over the years of preaching. We've been preaching 44 years. But just how do you know what to do? And, and how do you know what not to do? Well, first thing first, I know the voice of God. Kathy, I don't just believe the voice of God. Mm -hmm. So I've heard the voice of God audibly many times. Some people say, I don't believe that. I'm not here to convince you of that. I also know uh, he's spoken to me in his spirit, but I've also heard it with these audible ears. Now, when you know someone's voice, chances are you know them. Mm -hmm. And how do you know someone? You fellowship with them. My mother went home to be with the Lord on Easter Sunday, 1982. Mm -hmm. I promise you, if my mama was behind me somewhere and she, you know, God pulled back the cloud or whatever, and he, she said, Jesse, I'd turn. I know that voice. That's right. Why do I know that voice? Well, she birthed me. Why do I know God's voice? Because he birthed me. Mm -hmm. She said, we use the word born again. I've said it so many times. You don't like the way you was born. Try it again. Think about that for a minute. Because, see, it's life and to the full. And a stranger, they will not follow. Right. Now, I'm going to say something going to make some people mad. They think it's arrogant and cockiness. Oh, Lord, Lord, I don't want to say it. The Lord said, say it. I haven't made that many mistakes as a lot of ministers have made. Not because I'm better, because that's wrong. Not because, I, I man, I'm some big holy Joe. You know I'm not. You know, you've been with me for almost 50 years as far as Matt. But when you know his voice... You, you also will not follow the stranger's voice because the stranger's voice is strange to That's you. That's true. That's and true. Satan don't sound nothing like God. <laughs> now, he may come as an angel of light, but I'm going to tell you something. Darkness is permeating through him anyway as he comes as an angel right, of light. Right. And we get to know God through his word as well. We, oh, amen. we find out different facets of him and what right. he stands for and what he would say. Right. You know, so we almost like, I know you. Yes. I really know you. We've been married, like we say, almost 50 years June now, the 6th just of in this a couple year. of weeks. And, uh, of course, we dated a couple of years before, so I know you. Many times I know what you would do. So I'll say, uh, Don't say too much. Let me make the sign <laughs> across here. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, that's a good thing. I know you before. I know what you would do before you do it because I know you. Right. And the same way we know what God would do in a certain situation, what he would want us to do in a certain situation because of who he is and what right. his word has revealed to us. And you know him through fellowship. Mm -hmm. Now, you see, a lot of people have a relationship with God. That's good. Don't misunderstand me. But when you have fellowship with the Lord, see, when you have a relationship, he's your Savior. When you have fellowship, he's your Lord. And you know, Jesse, That's a vast difference. Even before you know God, if you get, remember the example of Paul, the apostle, when he was on the road to Damascus, he did not know God. In fact, he was persecuting right. the church, but he encountered the risen Christ right. on that road to Damascus. That's correct. Right? So he heard that voice. So and, even if people are not, if they don't know God, 
They can hear God, but it's up to us to obey him. I heard someone say years ago, it was so powerful. In fact, it was after 9-11, Brother Kenneth Copeland said this. He said, there are three different types of people. Those people who don't know God, so when they hear him, they don't recognize him. Right. They don't know that. There's those that know God, so they, when they hear him, but they're disobedient, so they right. don't obey. And then there's that third group, which is the group we always want to be in. Sure. Those that know God, that hear him, and obey him. So it, all of those things have to line Amen. up. Amen. Well, see, the reason why Paul said he had to have something physical, because Paul was spiritually dead, so the Lord slapped him off the donkey. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's Jesus in, and I'm going to paraphrase it. You want to dance with me? You want some of this? Whoa, and the first thing Paul, Saul of Tarsus then says, Lord. Yeah, what? <laughs> Lord. Somebody slap you off your donkey, you're going to call he him Lord. got see? his attention. Yeah, he got his attention. Because he was touching his church. That's right. Because, see, when, you, when Satan touches you, he, he tried. Uh, God will not permit that. He said, why are you fighting me? So we're the body of Christ. See, the, can I say this? The body of Christ has never been locked down. The building may have been. That's right. But not the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. For I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded. And that's the Apostle Paul again. I love that. For I know. Now, how do you do that? It's through fellowship. Kathy said she knew me. And she knows me. But, you know, it's amazing. I've, I've been, I said, I dated you two years before I married just so uh, you had the, almost the 50 years. It would be 52 years. Now, I, there's still some things that Kathy surprises me about. Because when God created a woman, whoo, he put some secrets in that girl. <laughs> Lord Jesus, you know, and, and that's good. That's a blessing. See, but, when, but I know what she's going to do. Yeah. I know if Meredith, our granddaughter, is with us and you in the mall, we're buying some stuff. Why? Not for us. And sometimes you can get it. You can get all you want. But for Meredith, why? Because, see, we know her. The minute they put Meredith in my hand, the minute they put my daughter Jody in my hand, even though I knew Kathy was pregnant, but, buddy, when that baby was put in my hand, lockdown came. You understand? I said, my God, I am her father. And I have to, a good man, make an inheritance for his children's children. So quit struggling over knowing God's voice. If you're born again, mm -hmm. you have a relationship, but, but you only do Sunday observances. Okay? Oh, once in a while you might go to a meeting. But when you begin to fellowship with the Lord, how do you do that? You say, hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. See, you think of praying just like this. And ain't nothing wrong with doing this. There ain't nothing wrong with saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I'm not knocking any of that. But when you get personal, when you know somebody. In fact, I, when I first met Kathy, I called her Kathy. Uh, her maiden name was Kathy Carrere. But as I began to know her, I dropped the fee and I'd call her Kat. Hey, Kat. Hey, Kat. And she used to call me Jesse. Now she yeah. calls me Jess, yep. and then she calls me some other names I can't say on this uh, thing. But anyway, I pray for I you. I call you sweetheart, <laughs> yeah, darling. Yeah, she sounds like a she sounds <laughs> like a, a one of them country girls. Hello, darling. I said, darling, <laughs> Lord Jesus. So it's a blessing, it really is. So to know God's voice, number one, and if you got a pencil and paper, write it down. You have to fellowship with Him, and that's not only at church. Now I'm not talking to become a religious monk. Now I'm gonna say something that may sound a little. Um, controversial. I know a lot of people are going to a cave for 50 years. My God. And they say, you know, I'm giving myself to God. Well, the Lord didn't say do that. Hmm. He said, go in the world. Get out the cave. Go in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. Every creature. In other words, if you're that dedicated to lock yourself off from the world for 50 years, think what you could do if you walked out that cave right. and start talking about the love of God, the peace of God, 
the grace of God, the mercy of God. Mm -hmm. See, now when you begin to talk like that, now you're knowing God. See, there are a lot of religious people in the world, but how many people actually know God's voice? If God spoke to you, would you know it? Hmm. Think about that for a minute. I've had several people tell me, said, why are you preaching? But Jesse, it sounds like you're just preaching to me all the time. There's nobody else in the church. It's just me. Well, the reason why, because you're hearing God's voice. Now, he may be using my voice box, but you're hearing his voice, and he's telling you how to live, mm -hmm. how, to, how to decree, how to declare God's word is true. Because, you see, God is life. It's so much life that he couldn't go to funerals. He'd mess them up. Every time Jesus went to funerals, he just raised people from the dead. Mm -hmm. Why? Life. Let me tell you something. Man. Life is far stronger than death. I believe God calls death an enemy. Life is God-centered, God-called, God-moved. Right. See, and that's what it's all about, when he moved upon the waters. Yes. I like that. That's life moving. See what I'm saying? So when you know God, then you're not struggling so much with, a, with what I call religion. You're not struggling with living for Jesus. You know in whom have you believed. And the reason why you make less mistakes, because you will not follow a stranger's voice. How many times you used to tell Jody when she's a little girl, now, don't, if a stranger come up to you and talk to you That's right. or try to get you in the car, you don't, you don't go. Yeah. Now, you know that. You've told that to your children. See? So a stranger immediately, they, they get like a, you know, they become aware. This is why I tell you, you know, we go out to a restaurant or something when we would be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, we can't do it now. Do yeah, we're just starting it. to do it. I remember there was a, if there was a family waiting in the area or uh -huh. a child nearby, you'd always want to touch them and yeah, talk say, hey, to them sweetheart. and yeah. be friendly. And I'd tell Jesse, look, Jesse, those parents are teaching them not to talk to strangers and you keep Yeah, but they that. smile at me. See, they see the love of God in my life. <laughs> yeah. I have children that I don't even know. They'll, they'll come up in a booth and they'll just come up and look at me and go, <laughs> and you know, that blesses me because I believe what they're seeing is Christ in me, right. the hope of glory. But you're right. Yeah. You have to be careful in those kind of things. You see what I'm saying? Because, and that's sad to say, isn't it? I remember years ago when I was a little boy, my Lord. Remember when you could go out the house and, and you didn't come back to 4.30, 5 o'clock? Mama said, you'd be, you'd be back before dark. And you might go to the park, which is maybe 100 yards away. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have to worry about somebody taking your kid yeah, or hurting and, and your I, child. I remember doing a lot of that. I'd, I'd eat dirty blackberries in the field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or ride your them. bicycle if you had one, <laughs> right. things of that nature. You know why that was happening then? Not because we were a better generation, but we had more respect for God back then. Mm. Remember no church doors were locked? My God, if you wanted to stop at any church, you could go in at 2 o'clock in the morning and pray. Today, you can't get in there. Why? Because people steal, do everything. They don't have a respect for God. Because what happened is people begin to preach, or Satan began to preach through the church, mm -hmm. how not to know God's voice, but to follow the stranger's voice. Mm -hmm. I refuse to follow the stranger's voice. How many times a stranger gave you the wrong directions? Even that thing, uh, even sometimes what they call that, uh, the, the, the thing up there the, in space. The GPS. The GPS the send you all over the place, Lord. <laughs> you go, oh, it's a stranger. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So somebody say, no, say, no cut, give me the shortest thing. <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. I never forget one time I was in the Atlanta airport. I had a computer chew me out. <laughs> I mean, a computer chewed me out. I was in that in, in the Atlanta airport. That's a big airport. So they moved people in these I call them box cars, these cable things, and you go all over. And they says, the doors are closing. The doors are closing. 
uh, <laughs> withdraw from the door. So without thinking, I did this and I decided not. And it said, I told you to withdraw from the door. And I thought to myself, my God, I got a computer chewing me out, you know. Let me tell you something about God's voice. It's a wonderful voice. Mm-hmm. It's a still, small voice. But in that smallness is the bigness of his love, the bigness of his character. See, that's why I, I, I live the way I live. I had a person tell me this yesterday. The way you say things, they're so simple, but they got a deep meaning. Because, you see, the, I heard Einstein say this when he was living. I heard it. He said, that, let me tell you, to, to, to answer complicated problems, you have to look for very simplistic answers. Simple. Because you don't ever think to look that. So, my God, how can we do this? Because you're just looking for something hard, something hard to, to answer this problem. No, no, let me tell you something about God. It's not hard to know God's voice. Mm-hmm. I know your voice. Mm-hmm. I know Jody's voice, my daughter. I know my granddaughter's voice. Uh, and, and, but I really love the voice of Jesus. It's been many times I've been praying, and, or not even praying, sometime in a restaurant with somebody, and I'll do this. And they, people do this. Why? Because the Lord just spoke something to me. Mm-hmm. I heard that. How many times people were walking in a restaurant and the Lord began to speak to me about them. He said, I go over them and say this. We call that a word of knowledge, you know, uh, one of the gifts of the Spirit, you know, a word of wisdom. And they said, how did you know that? I said, I didn't know that. God knew that, but I knew his voice. Do you see what I'm saying? And when you know that voice, you should act on that voice. That's right. And I love John chapter 10 where you started mm-hmm. reading how you said, my sheep know my voice. But that's Stranger. such a powerful verse of Scripture. Jesus right. starts to reveal actually in verse 10 how mm-hmm. the devil talks. He says, I don't talk. You know, because a lot of people will tell you God sent that sickness. Oh, God Lord, sent no. that when hurricane. Or something. He did, yeah. yeah, where did he get it? He did not he send sick. it. <laughs> Jesus made it clear in John chapter 10. Verse, uh, I'm going to read in verse 10. It says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. That's, he goes on to say, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Amen. So he reveals himself through his word and uh, how he acts, how God acts. You know, he defined him. So he said, I'm the good shepherd. And he said, I'm a bad shepherd. No, he said, I'm a good shepherd. The Lord's my shepherd, not a shepherd or uh, someone else's shepherd, your shepherd. See, that's personal. See, and when you know that, that's, then you come back to Paul, I know in whom I have believed. Then you say, now unto him was able to do exceedingly abundant above all I can possibly ask or think. It's done according to the power that worketh in us. What is that power? Knowing God's voice. Mm-hmm. Then using the power of attorney to use his name. And, and direction. So you start telling Satan where to go instead of him telling you where to go. That's right. And knowing how good he is. In oh, fact, yeah. I remember Moses, how he really wanted to see God. You know, he kept yeah. seeking God. Lord, show me, you. yeah. show me yourself. And so God did reveal himself to him, but he showed him his goodness. He, he just showed his, he says, I want to see your glory. Amen. He says, I'm going to let my glory pass by you. And they see his goodness too. You know, you're touching on something. We're about ready to do a visionary conference in July of this year. And Do you know what Moses saw like in that? All the goodness. Mm -hmm. He saw the Big Bang. What? He saw saw when Pastor uh, did that vaccine for small bowel. That's a good thing. All the goodness, everything. I'm immediate in the twinkling of an eye. The other day I was standing in my study, and I have a very lucrative uh, library. I mean, I got information on just about every subject in there. And I kind of stood in the middle of the room, and, and I said this out loud, Lord. He said, what? That's what he said. Well, I said, can you put this in my mind? I want all of this in my mind. I have the Torah. 
I have the, uh, the, the Talmud. I have the Babylonian. I, I love the Jewish people. The Babylonian. I have the Jerusalem Talmud. I have the Zohar. I have the Mishmash. Uh, so all the different things. I got it all. And I said, God, I just want to put it here. And, all that. and he said, okay. I said, so I thought he was going to go zzz. He said, I'll tell you how you get it. Study. Study. <laughs> he said, did that disappoint you? I said, uh, he said, don't lie. I said, yeah, yeah. I, I said, I just wanted, I, I, I wanted it easy. Well, I wish everything was easy, but it's not. The crucifixion was not easy. The hardest thing Jesus ever did was to have your sin placed upon him. But he knew. He knew his father's voice. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So because he knew that voice, he would go to that cross and pay the price that we should have paid. Mm -hmm. Think about that. That's amazing. Now, he'd have never done that if he hadn't known the voice of God. And guess he heard a lot of other voices. He heard the Pharisee, the Sadducee, the Zealot. He heard Satan in the wilderness. Right. I mean, he could hear it, buddy. But, when you, but a stranger he did not follow. Why? Because he understood that to know God's voice you will walk in the love of God. See, and God sometimes, sometimes has to, even though he's a still small voice, he's got to get your attention sometimes because you're looking here and looking there. But when you fellowship with him, I, I would tell you this, start a habit of wake, waking up in the morning and say a small prayer. It don't have to be 40, 40 hours long, you know, but start off with the Lord and finish with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I said that last night before I went to bed. I said, hey, Lord, thank you for a good day. This is the day the Lord hath made. I rejoiced and I was glad in it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I ask you to give, I'm going to quote a scripture to you, Lord. You give your beloved sleep. I found, Kathy, that as you get older, you don't sleep as much. You wake up more and things of that nature. And the reason why, because she's kind of snoring on the other <laughs> side sometimes. And Kathy, I mean, as you get older, you, you make more noises. You do, you <laughs> yeah, do that too. too I, I agree. Okay, I'm going to let you talk. I, and, uh, and, but Kathy normally does not snow until about 15 minutes before she gets up. And all of a sudden, oh, boy, I thought, Lord, what's going on, you know? So I asked her this morning, and I said, did you dream? She said, no, I don't think so. I don't, because last night she was going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought, now what is in that? I know. I'm not <laughs> What's in that mind? You know, I didn't know. I wanted to wake her up, but if I wake up, <laughs> then I'm gonna really get. A, I'm gonna really hear a voice. <laughs> so I just, okay, you know. And <laughs> I, it's amazing how you can have dreams and don't remember. Mm -hmm. You remember that dream you had that time I woke you up? You thought <laughs> it was a funny. I gotta tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. It's so funny. I heard mm -hmm. Kathy go, real yeah. this loud. <laughs> I thought, what's it? So I grabbed it right here. And I said, Kathy. And she walks in and said, oh, thank God you woke me up because an alligator was about ready to bite me. <laughs> I said, what? She said, alligator was about ready to bite yeah, me. Yeah, I was near this water thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was a pond or something. This alligator was coming close. And I was trying to get away and it, it was getting close to me. When you bumped me like that. I, <laughs> she woke up. She, I said, an alligator. I was trying to wake said, up. I, yeah, I, I kind of knew I was dreaming, but it was still, oh, it's crazy. And she's going, Rrr. So finally she said, oh, thank you. Uh, that, you stopped that alligator from biting me. And I said, Kathy. And she went, She's gone again. I thought, Lord, she, I didn't kill the alligator. I guess so. I guess that You're everything's my hero. okay. Yeah. She knew my voice. She thought I was off the subject. There. She knew my voice. Yeah, you know, Jesse, we often, you know, so many things. We've been in ministry uh, over 40 years now. 44. 
44. Preaching 44 That's years, right. full-time 42. And over these years, we've sought the Lord about a lot of things. Decisions had mm -hmm. to be made, seeking God for his plan, wanting to hear his voice. Oh, yeah. I want you, don't you tell people what happened to you. You know, when you would seek God and maybe you didn't hear his voice, you weren't sure, you were cautious about whether you should do a thing. Oh, yeah, there was a lot. Of, you see, when you're a baby Christian, you know, you're walking around with your pampers on. You see what I'm saying? Because you got to learn to grow a little bit. And I wanted to do right by God. What I, I would have done right every time, even as a baby, if I understood this more. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people were preaching their opinions instead of what they said. People say, why are you such a stickler for what Jesus said? Well, have you have, ever had your words put in red? <laughs> Think about that for a minute. The red letter edition as the words of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I would go to him. I said, Lord, what I didn't realize, Kathy, I was knowing his voice more by fellowshipping with him. Mm -hmm. I used to say, I want to see you. I want to talk to you. I want yeah. to know. Like when we built this here, we built this totally debt free. If you ever get a chance to come to the city of New Orleans, you ought to come. They, they give tours here. It's like going back in time. It's antebellum looking. Mm -hmm. you know, it's got big white columns and all over. And it's debt free. You can't find a blade of grass with money on it. It's debt free. Everything. So, but I wanted to do right. So what I did was I said, when I stepped out, I heard nothing but horror stories about contractors and things, you know, people mm -hmm. building things. So the Lord woke me up, and I knew it was his voice because I, would I wouldn't do this. He said, I want you to go out to the uh, ministry property that you purchased. I said, God, the grass is four foot tall out there. I mean, it's great. We got mosquitoes in Louisiana, biggest pelicans. You understand? I mean, them suckers are big. We call it the state bird. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I went. I did as the Lord instructed me. And, he, and I have to say that he asked me, how would you like me to pay for this? And I thought, what? He said, how would you like me to pay for that? Now, you see how you're hearing me talk? That's exactly how God was talking to me. He said, I can pay it every month or I can pay it off. Mm -hmm. And I thought I put God over a barrel. I said, well, since we're talking here, let's knock this puppy out. <laughs> and then he said something I wasn't expecting. He said, then we will not discuss finances no more concerning this building project. Now, this thing's in the millions. You see what I'm saying? Millions of dollars to bill all this, you know. And I said, okay. Oh, but how many times I wanted mm -hmm. to go look at the, talk to him <laughs> about it. I never once looked at the building fund. Mm -hmm. Not once. I, I was tempted to do so many times. Why didn't you do it, Brother Jesse? Because I heard his voice. That's right. See, and I began to hear it more and more and more. And then the building of this campus, some people call it a campus, was such a testimony to people that came here. Even the contractors and what they call the, the other people, the plumbers and the electricians and the roofers and, and all the things it takes to put a building or buildings together. The concrete people, different things of that nature. I found out uh, there's a vast difference between concrete and cement. <laughs> I said, y'all going to pour the cement? They said, no, we're going to pour the concrete. You see, you got to learn some things. Concrete's a lot harder than cement because it's mixed with other properties, mm -hmm. sand, rock. And there's a curing process yes, before they curing. can put the structure on oh, top of it. So, I, But I kind of... We learned some stuff. Yeah, I, I took that and used that like the Word of God. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, well, God's going to show me how to make concrete out of my life. You know, by using, quote, the Holy Spirit, as well as using the Son, as well as using the Father. I was thinking of that, too, but I also was considering how, remember you said the Lord told you just make a decision? Make a decision, I'll so back it, yeah. many times people are hesitant about how to act, and they're mm -hmm. waiting for God to tell them every step of the day. But sometimes God just wants us to Oh, okay, up. I know what you're trying to say now, because I was going over about the building. Well, that's good, too. I yeah, like that. but I, watched it. I said this one time, I said, uh, 
I said, Lord, I need to talk. I, 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 I want to make sure this is right. Have you ever prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed till you got spit in your mouth like cotton, blah, 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 and you're thinking, God, I ain't heard a word you said? I know all of us probably have had that kind of uh, experience. Finally, in my frustration, I said, Lord, do you hear me? He said, I heard you the first time. I said, well, what do you want me to do? And he gave me this statement, I make a decision. And I'll back it. Love that. I said, what? He said, Jesse, I expect you to grow up. How many times you, we, 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 you fought to learn to tie your shoe? If your mama or your grandmother wouldn't have learned to tie your, showed you how to tie your shoe, you'd be sticking your foot in your, in your mama's lap or in your grandma's lap or your wife's lap and say, can you tie this shoe? In other words, he said, grow up, make a decision, and I'll back it. And the, the next thing I said, well, Lord, Suppose I, I go to make a wrong one. He said, I'll let you know that. Mm -hmm. In other words, grow up to the fullness of the stature of Christ. Mm -hmm. So even today, now that's been many years ago, 99% of all the decisions made in this ministry, I make them. And what I mean by that, I mean, I'm talking about the bigger ones. They, I let my, all my directors handle all this other stuff, but I'm talking about major decisions, about finances, the part of the money that you send in. I'm very funny about that. I will not waste your money. I don't do that. I will not do that. I've had these financial gurus say, you know, you ought to use this money to do I said, no, 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 that's God's money. Get your eyes off of it. That belongs to the Lord. That's for his work. You see what I'm trying to say? But he said, make a decision and I'll back it. So there was one time I really wanted to do something. Everyone told me it's the right thing. It all looked good. Uh -huh. And I said, he said, make a decision, I'm going to back it. And I got this. Just a little. I find as you grow older in the Lord, he, it, the, the voice gets... It's still in the small, but you know it immediately. I went, I went, I stopped, and I knew it immediately. I said, we're not doing that. Do you know for about two weeks I had everybody say, man, you're making a mistake. You're missing God. You're doing it. I said, no, no, I'm not. And you know what? Thank God I didn't do that because it was like six to eight weeks. The whole thing blew up, and we'd have lost a lot of money and, I mean, all kinds of stuff. See, but I know his voice. Now, how I know that is I fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. So I make decisions. And he said, Jesse, how be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth. And that's what I was turning to here in John chapter 16. Yeah, that's Can it. I read that to you? Yeah, I didn't know he you were going to go to that. See, <laughs> she's says, flowing in the Holy Ghost. She hear my voice. <laughs> verse 16, cha John chapter 16, verse... Um, Is it 31? It's, well, it's several things. I don't want to read the whole chapter, but it says... Never, verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you, the truth is, is expedient for you that go I away. go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Then verse let, 13. Let me, let me stop you oh. right there. Nobody wants Jesus to go away. No. Oh, oh, no, no. But see, there's something better that he's trying to get to you. Go ahead, Kathy. And verse 13, well, verse 12, he says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, Ooh. for he shall not speak of himself, Amen. but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he, shall, he will oh. show you things to come. Whatever things he shall hear. So even he knows the voice he's of here. God. Yeah. Now watch this. He said, I'd like to give it, but you can't bear it. He didn't say you couldn't believe it. He said you can't bear it. In other words, you haven't grown yet enough to carry that. You know, when you're a, you're a boy, I don't know, I think every kid that I know of, uh, as they grow, you know, they see these muscle magazines, you know, these guys. So I don't know about you. Everybody gets one of, the, one of those 110-pound barbell sets. 
so we could work out, man. My brother had one of them. Oh, I had them too. They, they, mine was purple, plastic, something. Man, man, just working out. Why, well, I want to be a man, you know, that kind of stuff. But you know what? I, could, I couldn't bear it. I first bought it. I thought I could take the whole 110 pounds and do this. I couldn't do it. But the day came when I did, because as I grew. You grew. As I grew, as I exercised, as I did all those things. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was so crazy. I got into bodybuilding years and years. When I first met Kathy, so I would pump up real good and run over to her house while I was still pumped. And I'd say, what you think? What you think? She could care less. <laughs> she could, I said, do you realize how much work it takes to do this? You know, she didn't hear my voice at all. <laughs> you know, it didn't make, no difference. didn't make no difference at all. She said, you know, I never could understand this. Girl says, well, you know, uh, I, does he have a good personality? I'm never worried about personality. What she look like? I want to know what she look like. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I'll handle the old ugly personality if she look pretty. You understand? You see? But, you know, girls say, well, I, I mean, I've seen some of the most beautiful girls marry some of the ugliest guys you've ever seen. You know, and they say that, but he's got a wonderful personality. Yeah, but you got to look at that. <laughs> but it don't make no difference because love doesn't see ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Uh, well, go ahead, talk I'm to me, gonna, woman. I'm not gonna bail you out of that. Oh, one. <laughs> glory to God! She's gonna keep me away from that. I, but I understand. Okay, that's just the way it is. You see, so Kathy, I tell me, so, a lot of time when I'm preaching uh, or if I'm walking somewhere, she say, "Don't say this, don't say that." I said, "Well, is it was it something wrong?" No, I just don't. That they can't bear it. Mm -hmm. A lot of time I'll speak some heavy faith things, and she told me, she says, "I said I want you to listen to me. People can't." Live by your faith. They can only live by their faith as their faith grows. Not that mine's better. I don't think I have any more faith than anybody else, but I might have a little more obedience. Now, you've heard me say that before if you uh, watch my television programs and things of that nature. Let me help you about this social media thing I'm doing. I never really looked at all this. I got people behind this camera right now. I mean, they're telling me, you ought to do this, boss. You ought to do this, and boss, and this, and that. I, I mean, I'm more of a television person. You see what I'm saying? I mean, when I think to the world, I think, TV stations, you know, television, all that kind of stuff. Well, when all this stuff began to come, they said, uh, uh, whatever, the virus stuff and all this kind of things, and uh, they said, you ought to do some of this social media. And I thought, why? I'm doing enough. I said, y'all all finding work for me to do. I'm doing enough. And Kathy said, you know, you need to preach at the church. I said, there ain't nobody there. She said, that's why you need to preach, because you can preach to cameras. You got no problem with that, because you've been doing that for many, many years. And besides, you are the head of this ministry. I said, whoa, you finally got a revelation of that, huh? It took the coronavirus to figure that out. Praise we know God. how important it is to get the message of right. the gospel, the message of hope to people. And this, this was a great tool that oh, we can do that, and I know you love it. You, I love it now, yeah, but I mean, I, mean, I <laughs> he, didn't pay that much attention. You can't kick it and screaming like you do oh, lots yeah. of things. Yeah, because, you know, I don't want to hear a voice, because it's got work in it, you understand? Oh. You know, you ought to do this. Well, why don't you tell yourself that you can do that? You're a preacher. You handle that. Well, watch this. I mean, we argued about it. I'm not going to lie. We argued about it. But to make a long story short, I, I begin to realize that social media is just like me looking at a camera when I'm preaching TV. People That's are right. watching. The difference is you can comment. Yeah. Now, see, I still don't quite have all those uh, things. You can share this. Now, when I, when I hear share this, I'm hearing you go talk to somebody. No, you can punch a button and get on. How does that work? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can share something. Then then you were watching something on YouTube. I remember you were watching I didn't know that. What, so, Kathy, I, I said, what, what, what tube? What it happened? said YouTube. I said, what tube? I didn't know no tube. He's, he's trying to I know watch of something. an inner tube, but not a YouTube. <laughs> Praise God. He's trying to watch something, and he says, what happened? A commercial came on. I said, all you have to do is wait. And I know nothing about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, and, and then it says comments. Then it says likes. 
I'm looking for one that says dislike. <laughs> I hadn't seen that yet. I don't know. And then sometimes people say some ugly things in them comment. Lord Jesus. And I'm, I'm surprised at some of the language that the, the government allows people to do that. But I guess well, the that's majority freedom of speech of, or something. Well, the majority of what we get are really good. Let me read a couple of them. Oh, you're going to read something? Well, yeah, I'm not finished talking. I wanted to finish this thing. I'll have to interrupt you, though. I know that. But let me tell you. So now... <laughs> Uh, this thing's almost just about finished, so I'm thinking I'm about ready to start traveling and flying again. Yes. And Kathy goes, you got to keep doing this. You just got to keep doing this. Yeah. I said, why? Everybody's always looking for me to work. I'm the one. <laughs> I'm the one with the white hair, but that's okay. Because you know what the Lord said? You got to keep doing this. Because you see, it's an outlet. It's that's a right. voice. And then I said, when you say that, I said, well, just go ask God, see what he says. <laughs> And he always says... I said, I thought I was talking to him when I was talking to you, you know? He was talking through me to you. I understand. Here is... This this is the reason why we do some of these things. Listen to this. This This came from you. I'll just read a few. This one's Thashara, Thashara, watching from Australia. Love you, Jess and Kathy. You are both so sweet together. Oh, praise the Lord. (laughs) Love your ministry. God bless you. And then this one from Melissa says, Joy is such a blessing to me. I love to laugh, and it's such a great medicine for the soul. Praise Thank the you. Lord. Isn't that, Isn't that wonderful? I like this Jennifer one. Let me say, your positivity and belief encourages me to keep believing for the impossible and believing that I've already received what I want. You see, what that lady just said right there, I don't know. You've heard me say this a hundred times if you heard me say it once. I never ask God for a need. Why? Well, I heard his voice say, I will supply all your need. How, how much? All. How much? All, let me say it again, how much all you'll need. Now watch this, according to his riches and glory. That's why you don't see me freak out when they say the stock market's going down and there's 30 million people out of work. That ain't got nothing to do with me because my blessing comes according to his riches in glory, Mm -hmm. in glory. All they're thinking about is this place, this one little planet. God's got the universe in multiple universes. Now, when you understand it, the only way you're going to understand that and know that is fellowship with him because you know his voice. Mm-hmm. So instead of having, making an opportunity to fear, you make an opportunity to faith. Mm-hmm. You know, we have another little segment called faith the facts, not fear the facts, but faith them. So you can change something that's physically real. Right. So I didn't have, and ladies and gentlemen, I, I have to say this. I've had churches call me and they said, boy, we're 50% down. You know, and all like, oh, yeah. And I said, why? And they said, well, you know, my God, man, what are you going to do? See, they're thinking that it's, it's people that meets their needs. Mm-hmm. Now, God uses people, always does. God don't rain money from the sky. He'd be a counterfeiter, right? He uses people. But your whole point is this, is if you don't believe for that, do you know you can be blessed without a job, but yet God wants you to work? Mm-hmm. And we have not hurt financially in any way, shape, or form doing this um, lockdown, what they want to call because I realized that the body of Christ wasn't locked down. The building might have been, but the body wasn't. Well, the body of Christ is us, and God began to bless us. Well, people say, I, I, I sent you, I, didn't, I don't have much, but just don't take much. If everybody does something, it, all, it becomes a big barrel if everybody does something. And all we do is use that for the kingdom of God. Now, I've had some people say, boy, a lot of money's flown, flowed through your hands. Have you ever been tempted to take any of it? No. You know why? My sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. No, I don't do things. I'm not preaching for money. I'm not looking for money. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to make you mad when I say this. Money looking for me. Oh, yeah, it is. 
Oh, yeah, because the anointing of increase is on me. It's on me personally, and it's on my ministry. Why? Because God trusts me. Can he trust you? Now, how you build that trust? By knowing his voice, mm -hmm. by believing his voice, walking in that voice, and receiving what God has to say. That's why these people send these wonderful testimonies. Do you get some ugly ones? Also, I get some people mad at me, and they don't even know me. Mm -hmm. I mean, they raise their voice at me. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And, but that's all right. They can, you know, it's freedom of speech. You can do what you want. We live in America. You know? But I made up my mind. <laughs> the guy told me, well, Brother Jesse, are you ready for the new norm? I thought, are you living in a dream world? Ain't no such thing as a new norm. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's going to be normal. You see what I'm saying? See, that's why I heard his voice. I heard it. Now, I'm not amazed when Satan hurts people because God told us in John 10, 10 what he does. Right. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. Right. And he comes to destroy. So if it's stealing, killing, and destroying, we yeah. know it did not come from God. No, it didn't come from and God. And we could fight it with our faith and fight it with the word of God. Yeah. I, I, insurance companies call a hurricane or a tornado an act of God. That ain't an act of God. That thing is destroying people. That thing is killing people. You see what I'm saying? No, no, that's not from God. No, God is, you want to know what God is? He's, he's the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, faith. And the Bible says against such there is no law. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean hurricanes don't try to come. You know, we draw the bloodline here. That's I right. learned that from a wonderful man who's now in heaven. I used to call him Stan the Man from uh, Miami, Miami, Beach. Miami Beach. Words, of, words, words of, life. of life. Oh, you couldn't have found a finer man. And he said, Brother Jesse, we live in Florida. You live in in uh, South Louisiana and New Orleans. I said, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. He said, now, you know, these hurricanes get in the Gulf and they get come out of the Caribbean and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. He said, I draw the bloodline. Right. Draw the, I said, draw the bloodline. I used to hear people say, plead the blood. I believe in pleading the blood. He said, no, draw that bloodline. He said, no, you, you know how the state of Louisiana has a line, you know, its boundaries? It's our borders, yeah. Well, I like he said, there, when you draw the, uh, the bloodline, it draws the boundaries around which yeah. you have. Is it no trespassing? None. Here. That's right. Think about that. So I pray this everything. I say, Lord, I, I plead the blood of Jesus over me and Kathy, Jody, Jay, and Meredith, every partner, every employee, and all our possessions. Mm -hmm. Draw the bloodline. Draw the bloodline. And it's a blessing. See, because I, I, they, I said, this here is no trespassing, Satan. You don't get here. Now, he may get close to it, but he can't get into it. One man told me one time when Hurricane Katrina was coming, he said, well, supposing these buildings get destroyed. I said, well, I'll rebuild them. That's not the issue. I can do that. But I don't pay for the same real estate twice. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I will not abuse partners' money. You already paid for it. So why do I need to ask you to pay for it again? Mm -hmm. That makes sense, huh? That's called hearing the voice of God. Now, I have insurance. People say, well, if you truly was a man of faith, you wouldn't have insurance. Now, that's ignorance going to seed right there. You see what I'm saying? That, that's just ridiculous. Insurance is, actually, I'm helping the economy by getting insurance to help someone to give them a job. That's what it's all about. So God's word is true. Now, do you know the voice of God? And let me say this. We're getting close to the end of it. You can believe the voice, but there's another level to know the voice. Mm -hmm. You see? Now, what happens if you're not quite there yet? Okay. You see this Bible? There's tests in this Bible. And one of the greatest tests to know when Satan's talking or when God is talking mm -hmm. is when you ask this question to the voice that's speaking to you. Do you believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Mm -hmm. Remember what I just said. That's one of the most important quote tests. Satan cannot say yes. He'll go, no. He can't say yes. 
He'll go, no, because if he says yes, then he says Jesus defeated him as a man. But he says, Satan says, no, he didn't defeat me as a man. He defeated me as God. You see what I'm saying? I just gave you a revelation there. So if that voice is telling you to do something, do you believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh? And if he says, yes, I do, then that's God. Mm-hmm. But Satan will say, no. See, if Jesus can defeat Satan as a man, that's right. then you can defeat Satan as a man. That's why that test is so prevalent. You know, I can take you to it and go read it right right. I want you to go find it. Go find it. Look for it. It will help you in every area of your life. And you'll know that voice and a stranger you won't follow. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of times. See, a lot of times you get so used to hearing the voice of God, you forget to use the things that are yeah, in the Word. Yeah, and they get tripped up. They oh. start listening to a familiar spirit. That's right. You know. And they don't never check it. See, the sword of the Spirit is in your mouth as well as your hand. But the Holy Spirit, he said, we read that verse earlier, he's going to lead you. He's going to guide you into all truth. And to tell you the truth, he's just hearing what the Father says. So if you believe in God for some, the the Holy Spirit says, well, well, what do you you say about that? He hears what the Father says, and that's directed toward you and your spirit. He it to us. Yeah, it's just that simple. This is so easy, ladies and gentlemen, especially this scripture, that you need a good theologian to help you misunderstand it. If anybody believes in education, I do. But when it comes to spiritual things, it's wonderful to know the Greek. It's wonderful to know the Hebrew. It's wonderful with word study. It's wonderful to understand the Talmud, Babylonian, Jerusalem. It's wonderful to have all the commentaries. All those things. But remember, they're commentaries. Ooh, what did God say? Well, I'll tell you what about Moses. He got it directly from the lips of God. Right. And what a blessing that was. And yet, he made some mistakes. But you you can't get on his case because, see, Jesus had not yet died, resurrected, and ascended. Right. See? And he was looking. He could only be moved by what he saw. Right. But he had enough sense to know what to do when God said, Moses, (laughs) take off the shoes off thy feet. I'll give you a little hint. Moses went and looked at that burning bush. He wasn't expecting to find God. Uh-uh. He didn't even have God on his mind. You see, Moses was educated in everything in Egypt. My God, he was a prince. He was thinking about the science. How can this thing burn and not be consumed? So he just wanted to check that out. I'm going to go see this great site. He didn't know he was about ready to hear God himself. First, the angel of God. And God waited for him to turn. Then the voice of God. Now watch this. If Moses can know the voice of God, how much more can you, when you have the nine gifts, the nine fruits, the fullness of the Godhead bodily, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, everything wrote down, my God, Mm -hmm. My Lord, you can hear God's voice. That's right. So I'm going to close with this. Make a decision. Back it. Check it with the Word. The Word will never fail you. 
Do you agree with that? I do. I love it. I love the way the word says, and what Jesus says, it's to our advantage that he goes away. And, you know, Jesse, I just realized that this Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. Amen. This was the day when that advantage came upon the earth. Ooh, what a blessing. came in as a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house. I believe that God is going to fill houses all over the world. Amen. This Sunday is going to be the, uh, the most powerful Pentecost Sunday we've yeah. ever experienced. You know, church. some people say that's not for today. Speaking in tongues and all that miracle. Let me help you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me say it loud. He's the same <laughs> yesterday, today, and forever. forever. You understand? His voice is speaking that. Thank you for tuning in today. Here we're in our boardroom. They switched us around. They got something different behind <laughs> me now. Hallelujah. What a blessing of God. Until next time, this is Jesse and Kathy DePlantis saying we love you. And thank you, partners, for all that you do for this ministry. I hope me and Kathy say thank you enough. You're such a blessing. And to everyone that's watching, you'll never be a day without prayer. We will pray for you. We'll see you soon. God bless. Bye-bye.